All right, we're recording. Well, welcome to Chair Two Leaders. Thanks for joining us for our first full episode of our program. Danny, our co-host, is with me. How are you, ma'am? Hey, Ben. I am good. How about yourself? Doing well. Excited about what's ahead with this. And I think we're going to talk about something today that probably all ministers and Chair Two Leaders specifically need to be aware of. Yeah, it's an issue that I think in some way, shape, or form because of pandemic, because of politics for sure, but also I think just day-to-day stuff of life that social media can play a huge role in ministry at various levels at in different ways. It could be very helpful, but boy, it can also be something that very quickly uh, can get somebody in a just a little bit of hot water. Yeah, if you're not careful, you can dive down in some of those rabbit holes and, and you, before you know it, you're saying stuff and following stuff and clicking links on social media. And you're like, where have I gotten here? And so I think there's a lot of warning that needs to be heeded as far as how we interact with social media. Yeah, really it is. And, you know, um, as, as far as social media goes, I I tend to be on social media. I don't tend to post a lot on social media. Um, I think I got an anniversary thing on Facebook several months ago that maybe I've hit 10 years, maybe 12 years, which is hard to believe that I've had some type of site that I have looked at at a regular basis for that long. Um, Over those years, you've seen all kinds of stuff come down the pike. There's been many things that I think have been the mark of the beast. I don't know, Um, but it has definitely been an adventure to... Not only just see what's out there, but sometimes you look and go, wow, I can't believe he or she posted that. Yeah, and there's all those things with with as much positive as there is on social media, there's as much negative. Uh, I think there's, there's the potential to cause a lot of harm. One of the things I really became aware of this several years ago, it was during an election season, and I began posting during, uh, I think it was a campaign rally or something that was on TV. It was Something was going on. Everybody was watching it. I'm not even sure what it was. And I made some comment. And honestly, I still stand by the comment I made, but I got a call the next day from my pastor. It's like, you know, you may need to be careful some of the things because there are people in our church who don't take that exact stand that you take. And I think that's one of the things we really have to be careful of in ministry because especially when it comes to politics, there are so many people in our churches who have different views on even little issues that we have to be careful to stay above the fray so we're not isolating people and so that we still uh, have the avenue to minister to them instead of isolating them and ostracizing them on social media. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I saw something recently that has kind of stuck in my mind about, you know, and this might apply to the to the preacher that preaches every Sunday, but I don't think it does. I think it applies to anybody that's trying to disciple or to engage people. But, you know, the reality is the people of our churches are being discipled by social media day in and day out. So there's a real positive way uh, to utilize that. I see some guys uh, on Twitter. I see some guys on Facebook that, you know, provide a way to, uh, you know, engage with the things of Scripture, to engage with the things of faith. But at the same time, like you said, it tends to kind of be feast or famine with that. There doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground because we do have viewpoints and it is an interaction with the world where, 
hey, maybe a particular politician or maybe even a celebrity or just somebody in the community says something and you go, hey, I want to support that part only to, you know, kind of run into some trouble in other places. But I think when we think of uh, social media as a discipleship tool, that has a positive and negative effect on our people. Our people are being discipled through social media. They're they're watching that and they hear that and see that more than they see and hear from their preacher most of the time. So we need to be careful when we are on there that we are making sure we're positive influences in that realm and that avenue of communication. Instead of diving off onto tangent issues or I I enjoy it. Like I'm like you. I watch social media more than I contribute to social media. But I think we have to be careful that when we do speak, that we speak words of wisdom. We speak words that aren't going to come back and uh, haunt us. You know, I, I look at the memes that people they'll put pictures of their tweets or their posts. It's like the comment then is uh, that didn't age well. You know, so you have to make sure the things you're saying are things that are going to be almost timeless. Um, so you, you can't go wrong with quoting scripture, speaking biblically on things, but you also have to look at the tenor and the tone of what you say, because people can't hear your voice on social media. They hear it in whatever voice they think you're saying it in. So you have to be very careful with the words you use to make sure it's not interpreted the wrong way because they hear it in a different voice than you are intending it potentially. So we've got to really be careful on what we say and the, the tone of what we say on social media. Yeah, and it even, I think, goes to that next level of as a leader in the church, um, there's sort of a passive-aggressive way that we can use social media. If there is somebody that we're having some conflict with, if there is someone who has maybe some conflict with us, you know, uh, we just happen to put a certain type of Bible verse out there where they can read between the lines and they realize, hey, he's talking to me. Um, you know, even silly things like, hey, this guy unfriended me or unfollowed me or whatever, I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing that people watched, but apparently it is. Uh, several years ago, I had someone uh, in our church, and we had some staff at the time that were having some issues. We were trying to work through it, but I could not keep either one of them from posting things. Um, and it was Facebook mainly. I know there's Twitter and you know Instagram. I don't, I don't do Snapchat or TikTok or honestly, I, that's probably the the extent that I go of even really knowing what the uh, social media platforms are, but just trying to create, you know, be a peacemaker in that situation. So Ben, have y'all had any, cause y'all have a multi-staff church. And so by no means would I say, Hey, do you have somebody on your staff that did something wrong? Um, how have y'all handled that as a staff being able to talk about, you know, you know, you said your pastor called you in, but have y'all talked about ways because i know with that staff at the time i had to sit them down and go either don't be on it or use it in such a way that you know it's discipling people encouraging people but you know you're talking about getting to people's personal i mean that's their page it's not so i think we're unpacking a, ho a host of issues here but maybe speak to how you as a larger staff and maybe a larger church have maybe address some of that 
we don't have a specific, you know, written policy for social media. We have it included in some of our handbook stuff that, you know, we should live the lifestyle we're expected to leave elsewhere. And also it should be reflective in our social media presence as well. But we have used social media a lot and there have been a lot of interaction that we do intentionally and one of the struggles we find um especially as a larger maybe as a larger church is that we find out so much about ministry opportunities because of social media that we find out people are in the hospital they're sick we've not gotten a phone call we there's no prayer requests there's no information given to the church but we find out because they've posted hey going home from the hospital soon in 20 you know this morning and we're like well we didn't even know and so that's been a struggle for us is that things get out to social media before we're even offered an opportunity to minister into those situations uh, there have been places we find out couples are having issues because they changed their status on social media before they've come to you know they've not gone to counseling but they've made it facebook official so we find those things are struggles that you know so in some ways we're constantly monitoring social media so that we can keep up with our people and so that we can be um, aware of what's going on in their lives yeah, we, we've been in the same boat. So being in a smaller church, um, it is intimately connected because, number one, these people have grown up together and they have lived in the same community together for many years. And so for us, it's kind of the same thing. We learn a lot about people's lives. And I know that I don't post a lot to social media. If you go to my Twitter page or Facebook page or whatever, you're not going to see a ton of posts from me. One of the things I'm trying to learn is... Uh, you know, how can I, because there, there are people that I might not get to know very well one-to-one, how can I give them a glimpse of what I'm really like, um, maybe through my social media account? So maybe there's a way that we can utilize in the positive sense to say, hey, here's what, here's what Danny's interested in, here's kind of what Danny's family does, without overload either. I mean, it's such a fine line, and uh, I saw a pretty uh, funny meme that said, uh, somebody didn't know I had a new car until I drove up in it. In other words, they didn't have to post it out there and nothing wrong with that. But I think it speaks to the issue of how much is too much. Um, maybe for me, I just err on the side of caution and just don't post really much at all. So can there be a, a happy medium? I know some of my good friends that have just completely left social media behind, but they're still actively engaged in ministry. So I think it's still something everybody's feeling out. I mean, again, we're only 10 to 12 years into this. And so um, it is how to use it in a way that people can actually see that, oh, this guy's a real person. He actually uh, was watching a football game. I just thought he sat around and read the Bible all the time, which I probably should. I'm not saying he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's one of the things when, you know, when my team is when I usually make some kind of little post when we win the game, uh, you know, cheering for them. I, I try to do that, just kind of make it part of the real life. But also I try to daily post something. I don't every day, but just some scripture memory or something or scripture verse that came out of my quiet time that morning. I don't usually use a lot of dialogue with it. It's just something that, hey, this verse stuck out to me today. I'm going to share it with the world. That's just that constant. And I had somebody come up to me a few weeks ago and said, man, I really appreciate your social media. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm really not on social media that much. He said, you just, it's just encouraging. It's such a spiritual uplifting. I'm, like, I'm just finding graphics on the internet that have that verse in it and posting it. You know, I'm not really doing a whole lot. So I think one of the things we have to be careful of is not underestimating the influence we can have there just a positive influence i've 
watch, especially on Twitter. I follow a lot of ministry people on there. And there's some people in there who are just encouraging every day when you see them. We don't need to underestimate just those little things that how much difference they can make in the lives of just the people who happen to scroll past that scripture verse or that comment. That one little thing can make a difference in their lives. We don't need to underestimate it. But we don't need to overestimate it so much also that we don't do any other kind of ministry. We need to get connected to people in real life. The good thing I think of social media is it has allowed us opportunities to connect with people in a non-confrontational way with a low commitment level, just kind of a conversation that then it, it can lead to deeper discipleship, deeper relationships. We've had some of those type of relationships in our church where we have had a, a comment there. and We've been able to then go minister to that family because of specific things we saw there that we probably would have never known about otherwise. So we need to not overestimate or underestimate the, the, uh, the effect of social media and the ministry opportunities of social media. Yeah, absolutely. So we're uh, trying, if you're tracking at home, we're trying to middle estimate this thing. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, not always easy, but uh, it's, it's a middle it, estimation. It's a middle estimation. And that'll be another episode for another time. Yeah, I, I just I agree with all that. And, you know, I think probably if you're listening to us today, you're, you're probably nodding in agreement as well. These are the same things that you're working through. So I, I think the, the encouragement, and my wife said this a couple of days ago, I think every pastor is working through this. This isn't just, you know, a few here and there that are dealing with it. I mean, it's a real issue that can be very, very good. I've been introduced to some authors and some resources that I might not have known apart from social media. I've been introduced to other brothers and sisters in Christ that I wouldn't have known apart from social media. But at the same time, we know that there is a way uh, that it can uh, really, uh, you know, it can help you in ministry or it can really hurt you in ministry. Yeah, so I think if we were to summarize what we'd learn from it is be careful. Don't use this as your only means, but know that you can do some important ministry through it. But you have to really be careful and guard uh, guard your testimony. Don't throw away the right to speak into someone's lives because you want to go off on some political uh, position for one party or another, or you want to go on some social issue and tackle that on social media. That's not the place for those kind of conversations. And we need to remember the scriptural admonition to as much as it depends upon us to live at peace with everybody and to be peacemakers in the social media realms. Yeah, that's a good word, a good way to sum it up. And we uh, are so grateful that we can uh, bring this podcast to you each week. And we're thankful for our sponsor, Central Baptist College. And if you are looking for a college degree but feel like you don't have the time, Central Baptist College Pace College degree program in Conway, Arkansas has a proven in-class, online, or hybrid course format and multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. Central Baptist College understands you can't quit your full-time job, which is why they've developed a flexible format that has helped adults for 20 years earn their degree while working full-time. So if you're interested, here's how you can get started. You want to visit cbc.edu online, apply for admission, or request a virtual meeting, You'll be contacted by a personal enrollment counselor. They'll help you figure out how to enroll in classes, what classes you should take. So visit cbc.edu slash online today so you can earn your degree, reach your goals, and 
make friends like Ben South, who I also met at Central Baptist College. That's right. Go check out CBC. They are good people over there, and you'll be glad you met them, and we are thankful for them. Well, Danny, I've enjoyed the conversation today. Hope our listeners will tune back in next time for Chair 2 Leaders. Have a great one.